Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. You are listening to episode 22 of the Equipping ELLs podcast. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Equipping ELLs. I think something all teachers dread are the two words, summer slide, and for good reason. You have worked so hard with your students this year, and the last thing you want to see is for them to go to the next two months without applying the skills or practicing English, because we know if you don't use it, you lose it. So this can be tricky with our students who live in homes and communities that mainly speak a different language, but today I'm going to give you three easy ways to encourage your students to keep practicing English during the summer. Ready to go? Let's dive in. All right, so let's talk about those three easy ways to encourage your students to keep practicing English during the summer. The first thing is to send home easy and engaging activities to work on. Let me repeat that. Easy and engaging. Don't send home packets upon packets. It's a waste of your time to get those ready. It's a waste of your students' time. Most kids won't do that. And if the parents are not able to read in English and they can't help, then it really is just sending them home for no purpose, really. So easy and engaging. Things like vocabulary games that you've played throughout the year. If you have a set of memory games that you've worked on with the students or bingo boards, things like that, things that they are familiar with that they've done throughout the year with you send those types of things home. They can teach their brothers and sisters. They can teach their parents how to play the game because they're familiar with it. Sending home new activities that they are not familiar with, that they've never done with you, is 
it, again, it's just wasting your time and wasting their time. So send home things that they are familiar with, that they've done with you, that games you've played that year that they can practice at home. Worksheets that provide all that they need. So if you are going to send home a type of packet, I would make sure that you've included everything in there so that if their parents are not able to help them because of the language barrier, the students are still able to work on it, that they're confident that they know what to do, that they've seen the worksheet before, and really keeping it simple. Things like just writing down the books that they're reading that summer or setting a goal for the books that they're going to read or color in a book every time you read one, you know, something very simple like that, that's encouraging them to do something over the summer, but isn't making them feel like they have this big packet that needs to be completed. Again, the opposite in some houses, if you send home a big packet and the parents see this big packet come home, they are going to think, okay, this needs to get done. And they make it kind of a thing that the students, they dread during the summer because they have this big packet they have to work on. And we want them to enjoy their summer. They've worked hard this year. We want them to get that time to go play outside and be kids. And so that's why I really encourage you, don't send home a big packet, but send home things that are going to be really helpful for them to work on. Choice boards with online games, things that they can access at home is really a great option. Creating a simple tic-tac-toe board or a choice board, and then already putting the links into different websites that, again, they are familiar with. Things that they've worked with you on in the classroom is really important that they're familiar with it if you're going to send it home with them. So just to review, the first point is to send home easy and engaging activities to work on. Don't send home big packets. (laughs) Hey teachers, I'm interrupting this episode to ask you a quick question. How different would your life be if you could confidently plan effective and engaging lessons for your yellow students in a fraction of the time? I created my membership equipping ELLs to do just that. When you join, you gain instant access to the exact resources you need proven and prepped for you, plus a supportive private community of like-minded educators. Join us today at www.equippingells.com. Now back to the episode. All right, the next thing is to connect them with free resources in the community. Now, sometimes I think, especially if you've lived in that area your whole life and this is normal to you, you know, the community center or the park district or the library or different things like that, we actually forget that those are really incredible resources that some of our new families might not be aware of. For example, here in Panama, we don't have libraries. There's only one public library and there's no kids section. So it's definitely not a common thing. And that's something that parents might need encouragement to say, hey, did you know there's a local library that you can go for free and get a library card and you can check out books this summer, that would be my first place to make sure that your families that you work with are aware about the library because then they can get connected with if your library does a summer reading program where they get prizes and they get that excitement to read over the summer. If that's all they do this summer, that is going to hands down be very beneficial. So 
get them set up with a library card or get them access to community centers that can help support them. Maybe they have some English programs during the summer or some tutoring classes, things like that. Don't forget that they might not be aware of all the opportunities that there are when they're living in the United States. There's so many different ways that there's organizations that help and support families that are new to the country or just need some additional help. So find those in your local community. You can work with a social worker and finding ways to make sure that the parents are aware of the different opportunities that are available during the summer for their students. So getting them set up with a library card. Maybe there's some free events that are going on that they can be a part of. Another great thing you could do is to set up a pen pal for them to write to during the summer from the class. So exchanging that address and they can write back and forth to each other during the summer to help practice their English, help them practice their writing skills. Something else that you can do to just encourage that community within your classroom is if you've been using an online source like Flipgrid or something like that this year, keep it open during the summer. Maybe, you know, once just one or two times during the summer, post a video in there and say, hey, what's something you've been doing during the summer? And let your kids respond if they want to. It's a great way that they can still feel connected to their classroom, to people who are really close and important to them during the summer when maybe they don't have that same connection with other students. And so having them be able to talk to each other through at safe and secure platform like that could be a great way to how encourage your students to practice English and to continue to connect and build friendships with each other. And the last thing I want to share with you is to encourage their parents. There's some really important things that we can help encourage the parents of our ELLs to do during the summer, like watching TV in English, for example. If they're going to watch TV, say, hey, maybe once or twice a day that show can be in English only. And that's a great way. I cannot even tell you how many adults I've met here in Panama who are great at speaking English. And I always ask, how did you learn English? And the majority will say watching TV, watching specifically friends. Most will say that (laughs) watching friends, but (laughs) TV can play such a big role in really strengthening the listening comprehension, learning new vocabulary. So let's not underestimate watching TV in English or playing video games in English I have another friend I met who has beautiful English. And I said, how did you learn that? And he learned it through playing World of Warcraft, I think it's called. I don't even know. Anyways, one of those those video games where you talk to other people and he would talk to a lot of people in English and he learned English by playing video games. So again, just encourage the parents, hey, if they're going to do this, maybe for a little bit each day, they can do it in English. I'm going to share with you in the show notes an at-home bingo board. And so again, these are just ways for them to encourage conversation in the house. It's going to help your students be able to, you know, share some of those words they've learned this school year and to keep up that vocabulary during the summer. Our students like to be the teacher. They like to share with their brothers and sisters things that they've been learning. So this will just provide some of that structure and framework to help encourage them to do that at home. So in the show notes, you can find an at-home bingo board that you can send home with your students. And you can encourage them, you know, fill out the bingo board. If you bring it back next year, you can pick a prize or something like that if you want to. And then the last thing is to encourage the parents to have their students reading every day for 15 minutes, even if it's in their native language. And I think that's something we want to make really clear 
with our parents who are second language speakers. Maybe they think, well, I can't read in English, so how can I help my student read? Having them read in Spanish or whatever language they speak at home is a great way to develop their native speaking and their native comprehension skills so that they can transfer it over into English. So the stronger their native skills are, the stronger and the easier it is for them to transfer when they're learning English. And so I think it's really important that we as our teachers really encourage the parents, read to them a chapter book in your native language or have them read in their native language at home. Again, going back to connect with the library, go get a free library card and check out books, whatever kind of books the students want and read them at home. Because being surrounded by those books, being surrounded by vocabulary like that, even in their native language is going to be really vital for when they are learning when they come back to the next school year. Just to recap, what I don't think you should do is spend a lot of time printing and preparing materials for them to work on during the summer, especially ones that are unclear or new to them. Take time to think of authentic ways to keep their learning going from what they've been doing in their class so they are familiar with what to do. You can also incentivize them for completing an activity like a choice board or bingo board when they return back to school the following year, if that's something you want to take on. But just to get you started, make sure to check out the show notes below where you can grab your free at-home bingo board and encourage not just the students, but the families to work together this summer to keep up their learning at home. If you enjoy this episode, I'd love if you would share it with a friend on Instagram and you can tag me at Inspiring Young Learners and I just might post it as well. Thanks so much for listening and for all you do to support your English language learners. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.